0: Let the children first be fed, for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Thank you, Jesus, for that little bit of preaching nugget. Can you imagine? Jesus says this to a woman who was guilty of worshiping in the country to the north of Jerusalem. Now we usually have this idea as Jesus, as someone who is ever caring, ever loving, ever on the side of the downtrodden, ready to take up for virtually anyone. And yet here we have him uttering these words that are shocking in our vision of Jesus. Can you imagine the Twitter storm today where this saying to be spread out on the internet. And here's the thing. Jesus was out of his own country. If Jesus didn't wish to meet outsiders, then he could have stayed south of Jerusalem to where everyone that he met, he could have been assured that they were good Episcopalians just like he So imagine yourself in this woman's shoes. This itinerant preacher comes to a village seeking refreshment in a stranger's house, a stranger who has welcomed him into his house, and almost immediately this rabbi, this teacher, begins insulting the neighbors. Now today we wouldn't think much of just turning it back on to somebody who spoke like that to us. We would give as good as we receive these days. But this woman didn't do that. And so, why would she not take offense at something that clearly offends me? She had asked that her child be healed. She sounds desperate, and believe me, we all get that. That travels through the eons to us. It's clear that this woman knew who Jesus was. He was some famous healer after all. And here he was, far afield from Bethlehem and Jerusalem. And she comes to him. Now... We've been together long enough that you know about the movies that I make in my head. And I especially make them when the scriptures seem strange or stilted like we have here. So what happens if you create the scene in your head and roll it forward again? But instead of hearing a scolding tone from Jesus, maybe like the way that I read it, We see Jesus smile warmly as he speaks those words about food and table, children and dogs. All of a sudden we can imagine that the words may have been captured correctly by the gospel writer, but we have control over the tone of them in our head. Now, I imagine Jesus joshing around with almost everyone he meets. He's a rabbi, a teacher who knows how to communicate the love of God so that people can hear it. And when I think about this, I remember that all of my best professors were people who loved other people. They loved teaching And they would use all sorts of methods to get their point across. They would kid, they would cajole. This is the Jesus that I have in my head. The woman doesn't take offense. Indeed, she perseveres because of the way Jesus delivers the company line from the temple rulers. Jesus, it's clear. He's recognizing her and encouraging her. And she is so very sharp that she plays along with her reply that even we can remember, even after all of these years. We don't have to have the scriptures in front of us. Sir, even the little dogs under the table eat the children's leftovers. What a wicked little repost, right? They're playing together, teacher and student. And her daughter is healed immediately. So what we have before us are just two items for your consideration. First is my own strategy that provides me space in which I can play with what confuses me in Scripture. Making a movie in my head clears away any of my preconceived notions and lets me see clues that I may have missed otherwise. And so I pass that on for your consideration. The second item is really the foundation of the story. And since we have cleared away the shock and awe and landed on a way to hear the words of Jesus, so that they inform rather than distract. We see this as an interplay between trust and faith and love. And this is still a tricky territory, believe me. So we've all been in a place like the one occupied by this woman where man, we, man, we need an outcome and we need it bad. Either we have a diagnosis or our business is wonky, or our relationships seem to be sliding sideways. Man, we have been there. And no matter our station in life, it is true. Trouble always comes and catches us unawares. And the same must have been true even of this poor woman from the countryside. No parent expects bad things to happen to their kid, and yet they do. And we have experienced that in this parish. Trouble is no respecter of status. It comes. And the encouragement that comes in the actions of this poor woman, seeking healing for her child. Friends, when trouble comes, we can either step forward towards God in faith, or we can step back in fear. And honestly, for a while, in that spot, occupied by that woman, it may have taken her a while to come to a place where she steps towards God this woman shows us that trust does not come after we know what the outcome will be trust comes first before everything to have faith is to press into giving up the fear that we all hold about different things to press forward, even when it doesn't make one lick of sense. And it doesn't always turn out like we want it to. We have to name that. But when we trust and we push forward, even when it doesn't make any sense, friends, we can see God working even in the darkest parts of our lives. And so whatever you're facing right now, Whatever this week will bring towards you, the gospel encourages us to meet it head-on as a child of the Almighty, not knowing how it will turn out. We are not given that. But moving forward in trust and faith and love as befits a child of God, and we are the children of God. We don't know how things turn out. We just don't. But there is true encouragement here for us to move forward in power and in faith through our joy and through our troubles, through our light and through our darkness. And God will be with us in Christ Jesus every step of the way. Amen.